Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. How about a cold one on the patio during a nice spring day? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All right, we are back here on the GM Shuffle. Mike and I knocked out a pod yesterday, but honestly, this is an emergency podcast just to discuss the hopeless, sad, pathetic affair of the New York Jets. So as Mike had speculated before, and we'll discuss that in further, but Mike McCagnan, the GM, had been on thin ice, as he put it, and now he's out. Adam Case is the interim GM right now. Listen, this is a New York team. New York City, by the way, Mike, still rattled because the Knicks didn't get the number one spot in the draft lottery last night. They're number three, and now the Jets fire their GM. It looks like complete upheaval. Can you please make some sense of this hot mess? First of all, I, I couldn't believe the Knicks didn't get the first pick. I want Earl Warren to come back and do it, another investigation of this, how the <laughs> Lakers ended up with the fourth pick. I mean, seriously. I the mean, Warren this is how a the joke. Lakers get the fourth pick is stupid. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, and everybody's smiling. I mean, it took 45 hours to get to who had the picks. I mean, it was ridiculous. Anyway, to me, I don't think this is dysfunction on the Jets. I'm going to be out alone on this one. The Jets had to get this right. And mm-hmm. the mistake the Jets made was not firing McKagan and Brian Heimendinger when the season ended. I mean, these two guys were together for four years. They were the responsible builders of the Jets team. And Heimendinger, for as amazing as this is, he had more clout than most anybody could possibly have known. McKagan was deferring everything to him. McKagan's a college scout who got promoted to become a GM. How? I don't know. Okay, and so he brought Heimendinger in and Heimendinger, for whatever reason, I mean, he moved up the NFL as fast as any human being could possibly with no experience. And he's making all the decisions. And so it's really a kind of a dysfunctional front office that's been this way for years since they got there. But Todd Bowles, A.V., he never complained. He just took his medicine, smiled and went to work. Interesting, too, the fact that Gase is an intern GM. You know, you hear this in other sports, Mike, maybe in the NBA, right? Doc Rivers is a head coach. He's also the GM or VP of player personnel, et cetera. But in the football, and obviously Gase is not going to have the job for a while, but as an interim GM, any reaction to that? Is that surprising when a head coach has that kind of juice in the case of Gase, at least temporarily? Well, I think you have to go back. Look, so they're trying to hire coaches, right? And for whatever reason, Christopher Johnson kept Heimendinger and McKagan to go into the search and let them lead the search. Can you imagine that? And they tried to hire <laughs> Matt Rule, right? And But Matt Rule was telling them, look, you're not going to hire my coaching staff. Like, I'm not going to listen to you guys hire the coaching staff. Plus, Christopher Johnson gave these two guys control of the 53, And so it was a back-end loaded system that was never going to work from the beginning. And so people were coming in. Gase is sitting there, and Gase probably doesn't want to take the job because he knows McKagan and Heimendinger are going to be bad. I mean, all you have to do is look at the team on the field to know what they've been doing for four years, right? But he felt Mm -hmm. compelled to take it. And I I think he felt like, okay, 
I, they'll listen to me. They've gotten saved. I can probably help them as much as they can help me. But, you know, Gase doesn't want to be the GM, but Gase wants to be a guy who can help build a culture. And when you do what they did, signing Le'Veon Bell, which Gase had no interest in signing, Gase wanted to sign Tevian Coleman. But McKagan was so listening to the media. You know, he's gotten all these great reports. What a great offseason he had. You know, he had a great offseason last year, but they've cut most of those guys, right? You know, and they would cut (laughs) Tremaine Johnson. They would cut Tremaine Johnson if they could, but they can't. Like, he's had a disastrous offseason, and he continues to do so. The remarkable thing about McKagan and Heimendinger, and I've said this before, in their four years prior to this year, they never drafted an offensive lineman before the fourth round. Like, when you go to Team Building 101, the first thing they teach you in Team Building 101 is draft offensive linemen. Like, you got to build the lines. And yet they've been unable to – yet he didn't do that. Heimendinger has always been a scout, and so is McKagan. McKagan is from a scouting school. That's what he is. It's a bigger job than just scouting players. Being the GM is building a team – and McKagan got that job because Charlie Cashley was working for Woody Johnson. McKagan worked for Cashley at Houston. He got him that job. I don't think it was the right fit at the beginning. All right. So if you're going to be, you're right, you're the lone wolf right next. I feel like a lot of people are criticizing the Jets, but you're saying, listen, this is a good move to get these guys out of here because their track record spoke for itself, in which case it was not exemplary and it was disappointing as far as names to come in. The Eagles, VP of player personnel, Joe Douglas, at the forefront of the names I heard today, uh, as far as being bandied about, a guy who could be the Jets GM will generate lots of interest. Eagles VP of player personnel for the last three years. Uh, he's been in the league for a couple decades. Apparently he's close with Gase. Have you heard the name Joe Douglas? And if so, what do you think of that potential hire? I think it'll be somebody Gase can work with. I think it'll be a partnership, which it, what it should have been all along. I mean, this is the only way this model works. The Giants model where Gettleman picks the players and Shermer coaches them, that model is out the window. That's old school football. That doesn't work anymore. You need a partnership between the coach and the general manager. But more than anything, you need a general manager that understands pro personnel, that understands the league, that understands what's going on. And that ain't Mike McKagan. And that really isn't Brian Heimerdinger. If you look at Heimerdinger's training, I mean, he's really never been. I mean, he's gotten this job. How I I marvel at his ability to move up the ladder this quickly. He's the son of Mike Heimendinger, who was one of the nicest human beings of all time. But Brian's never really been in these jobs. So between the two of them, they really had no experience of how to run a front office and how to be a general manager. Just because you're an area scout doesn't mean you could be a GM. You're an area scout. that you, You don't understand how to build a team. I think Joe Douglas would be a great hire for the Jets if they can get him because he understands it. He's been around it. He gets it. He understands what kind of players the coach needs when you sign Le'Veon Bell and Le'Veon says man I ain't coming to the offseason program and you know Gase is all about culture what does that tell you you know exactly and also I noticed on your Twitter here because I know you're not going to take a victory lap so to speak if someone got fired but you had reported in the past Mike that McCagney was on thin ice and Mike Francesa had said not to listen to you. He said that you, you had like ulterior motives or whatever the verbiage is that it was. Can we just let, let everyone know here that Francesca, as usual, was wrong and you were right? I mean, has there ever been a guy? I think Mush from uh, the Bronx Tale oh, yeah. has been right more than Francesca. I think <laughs> Mush, Mush has been right more. By the way, right for those who have not seen the Bronx Tale, was the inveterate loser. Every single time, Mush would go in the game and would come up snake eyes. That's exactly what Francesca is. 
And I think Mush has got a higher track record. Look, the line that applies to Francesa more than any line is the Uncle Junior line. Some people are so far out of the race, they actually think they're in the lead. He, for some reason, <laughs> thinks he's in the lead. I've never seen a guy do less homework, do less preparation. You, you know, I mean, you can't even piss him off. Like, you know how we talk about Lombardi's going to piss somebody? You can't piss Francesa off because he's mailed it in. I mean, you can't piss somebody off who's mailed it in. There's no chance on that. But, you know, the thing I think it's really funny AV is I think that Gase came out the other day and we talked about it on the pod, how he basically said, you know, don't believe I've got a great working relationship. He said the same thing. I reported Jarvis Landry was going to get fired, was going to get traded. Mm-hmm. And he was telling everybody in the NFL that he's trading Jarvis Landry. I mean, like <laughs> I've got a lot of friends in the league and friends that talk to Gase and they're telling me, oh yeah, they're going to trade him. They're going to trade him. Okay. So I report that they're going to trade him. Of course they come out and deny it. It's the same thing with this. I've talked to enough people around the league that know that there was a lot of dissension in this building. It was never going to work from the beginning. There was no chance this could ever possibly work because A, McKagan's not well suited for pro personnel. He doesn't understand the league. You know, they call him Coffee Cup Mike because he always has a coffee cup in his hand. You know, that was his nickname, Coffee Cup Mike. I mean, that, that's what makes the NFL so appealing. It's like the mafia. We all get nicknames. That's going to be such a derisive nickname, by the way. Coffee Cup Mike. That's, that's hysterical. Because literally, you picture a guy with a coffee cup. You picture that guy being a, a roll up his sleeves kind of guy, working hard, burning the midnight oil. No way. He's just a coffee cup always. If you get a picture of Mike, if you find one when he doesn't have a coffee cup in his hand, send it to me. I mean, it's unbelievable. He always is a coffee cup. I mean, and Heimendinger deserves a lot of the criticism here, too, because he's been the guy behind all these moves. I mean, Mike just has rubber stamped him, but Heimendinger has been the visionary, and he's never learned how to build a team from anybody. Like, you got to understand, you're competing against the Patriots. You know what's fascinating is the Patriots' 74 wins in the last five years. The Jets have 28. I mean, they've lapped them eight times i mean they're i'm sure francesa would have a comment about that but i mean the reality of it is is they're out of the race too no question about it great perspective on the jets from our man lombardi but also before we close here mike gangster capitalism new podcast available through cadence 13 it's on apple Podcasts and spotify i just started subscribing i haven't had a chance to listen yet but for anybody oh, it's awesome you got to do it you heard it right how was it Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's really well done. It takes you right inside of it. I mean, you got to do it. It's the perfect look. I got to walk the dogs uh, for at least an hour a day. I had to get off of, you know, I'm on this book, Girls Like Us, about Carly Simon. It's about, it's by Sheila Weller. It's an incredible book. It's an incredible book about Joni Mitchell. It's really unbelievable. And I'm learning so much about all these songs that when I was in the 70s and 80s, I'm how they were made and, and the whole era about it. And that's where, you know, David Crosby shows up. So, But I actually had to stop listening to that book just to listen to Gangster Capital because the A, the title's too good and the story's too fascinating. Gangster Capitalism, an amazing story, and the New York Jets remain an amazing story. Mike Lombardi, the lone wolf, who's actually praising the Jets for cleaning up house, and let's hope they get it right, at least for those long-suffering Jets fans. Emergency pod, good stuff, my man. We'll see you next week. I love it. Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. 
Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.